This series is all about the second part of our vision, which is finding freedom. And um, I I think all of us, here's what I believe, is that all of us, including me, we all have an area of our life that we need to be free from. And I'm going to need my amen corner today, okay? I'm just going to... I'm going to say that again. We all have an area of our life, including your pastor, that we have an area of our lives that we need to be free from. And so um, that, that's what this series is really all about. If you've got your message notes, I'd love for you to pull those message notes out. Let's get ready to take notes today because a lot of fill in the blanks, a lot of scripture. But I want to lay the groundwork for this series today. I, I want to show you that Jesus had a freedom ministry. One of the large parts of his ministry was freedom, okay? Let me say it this way. On the day that Jesus went public with his ministry, the day he launched his ministry, um, he, went, he went to church just like you're doing today. They called it synagogue. So he went to church and they handed him a scroll from Isaiah chapter, we call it chapter 61. They didn't have chapters in those days. It was just a scroll, a book. And he opened up the scroll and he found the place in Isaiah, which is 61, and he, and he read it, and then he dropped the mic, and he walked away. That's what he did. <clears throat> That's really what he did. He said, um, just so you know, this has been fulfilled in front of your very eyes today. And let me show you what Jesus read, what, what he quoted from Isaiah. It's Luke chapter 4, verse 18. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news. That's the first step of our journey, which is to know God. So you can't do anything else unless you know God, okay? But then he says, he sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. And I need you to understand that he's not just talking about people who are physically incarcerated. He's talking about people who are imprisoned to their own devices. He's talking about people who are imprisoned to guilt and shame and doubt and fear and addiction. He's talking about people who are imprisoned to the things of this world. And he says, I want to give them recovery of sight for the blind. And I want, to, I want to set the oppressed free. There it is again. I came for freedom, Jesus says. And so I, I, want, us to, I want us to see that. That he came to, to set us free. But in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, this is written about Jesus. Okay, it's written about Jesus. And it says that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power And he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil. That's why Jesus came. This is what was written about him. Was to set people free. Was to heal those who were under the power of the devil. And and, uh, I'll say it this way. There's a church word for that that, uh, phrase. Um, We call it a, a theological word. You call it a churchy word. Whatever you want to call it. The phrase is, Jesus had a ministry of deliverance. He had a ministry of deliverance. And I know some of you get a little scared about the, the word deliverance. <coughs> you're, thinking about, you're, you're thinking about exorcists, right? You're thinking about, man, deliverance is for people whose heads spin around and their eyes roll back in their head. No, deliverance is for you. Deliverance is for me. Can I get an amen? <coughs> All right. I made it through the whole first service without coughing. So excuse me, all right? You're going to have to just put up with it today, all right? I'm good. I'm clear. Just, I, I haven't had COVID. Don't have COVID. Just to let you know I'm good. No symptoms. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. I just had a little sinus issues with the heating and the cooling and all that. So the, he came to heal all who were under the power of 
the devil. So he has this ministry called deliverance. And it's for you and it's for me. But also in 1 John chapter chapter 3, John says that the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. The whole reason that Jesus Christ appeared on earth was to destroy the devil's work. And can I tell you that God has sent Jesus in the year 2022 to destroy the work of the devil in your life, to set you free. Come on, let's give God thanks for that. (coughs) So I want to see that happen. And I believe that God wants to set people free this year, but it's going to take two things. It's going to require this. It's going to require you to be open. Okay? What do you mean, Pastor Ben? It's going to require for you to admit that you have an area in your life that doesn't look like Jesus. It's going to require an area, you to admit there's an area in your life that really isn't the, what God wants it to be. And then secondly, you've got to go all in. Because when it comes to your freedom, when it comes to really growing in your relationship with God, you can't just test it out. You can't just put one foot in. You can't try it. You've got to go all in. And that's why I'm encouraging you over these 21 days of prayer and fasting to give God everything starting today. Today is day one of prayer and fasting. We do this Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. And if if you were wondering why people clapped when, when the City Hope News announced prayer and fasting... It's because they know what I'm talking about. They, 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 they see the difference that it makes when you go all in, when you sacrifice some things. And, and I want to encourage you over these next 21 days to give some things up. I want to encourage you to turn the plate over in your life some way. Fasting is saying no to some things that you would normally say yes to. It's, it's the best way that you can tell your body, you, you can gain control in your life. Because what happens a lot of times is your mind is in control. Your body's in control. Oh, I'm hungry, so I'm going to eat. Now, and you begin to tell your body, no, you're not in control today. I'm calling the shots today, right? And you're, you're, you're fasting. You're giving up some things. Maybe it's media. Maybe you need to give up. I think every one of us could give up sugar. Come on. I mean, every one of us could give something up. And I'm, I'm just believing this. That, that when we set something of the world aside, if we really go all in with this, I believe that 2022 will be a different kind of year for us. I believe that with all of my heart, and I'll show it to you in Joel chapter 2. He says, even now, declares the Lord, return to me, God says. In other words, come, come back to me, but how? With all of your heart, not half-heartedly. Come back with fasting and weeping and mourning. In other words, come back with true repentance. Don't come back with this superficial attitude like you're you're halfway sorry. No, come back with your whole heart and fast and get right with God and watch what happens. A few verses later, it says that the Lord will give back to you what you lost. Well, how? You got to go all in. You've got to give God everything. You can't just tiptoe around it. You can't play patty cake with God. Can I, is it okay to talk like this today? I mean, I haven't preached in a few weeks, and I'm pretty fired up, and I'm ready because, you know what? Honestly, I'm, I'm so sick and tired of, of seeing marriages torn apart. I'm so sick and tired of seeing people fall to addiction. I'm so sick and tired of just seeing the enemy have his heyday with people in the church. Hey, you know, outside of the church, we would expect it, right? It's, it's the world, but inside of the church, come on, it's time to just say yes to Jesus and to get free from some things in our lives. So we got to go all in. We got to give him 
we got to give him everything. And I believe he wants to restore every area. I love that old song that says, I went to the enemy's camp. And I, I took back what he stole from me. Took back. Get that little two-four time going, right? If you don't know that song, that means you weren't raised Pentecostal. But uh, wait. just kidding. No, but pr- probably true. So, um, so we're gonna take we're gonna take back what the enemy's stolen from. Me. And I want to teach you over this series and through twenty-one days of prayer. I want to teach you how to take back what the enemy's stolen from you this year. And so I want to see you tomorrow at 6 in the morning, all right? 6 in the morning. If you're thinking, man, is anybody going to show up? Over 100 people will be here in the morning for prayer to believe God for great things this year. I believe it. So let me get to the theme verse. I want to show you our theme verse for this series, Breaking Free. It's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And this is Paul writing to the Corinthian church. He says that though we live in the world, we don't wage war as the world does. So we live in America. We live in Texas. We live in Wichita Falls. And the people of the world, they wage war differently. They wage war with words and fear and and malice and anger and envy and jealousy. People of the world wage war with real weapons like guns and knives and bombs but people of God don't wage war the, the way the world does. Can I get an amen? No, the weapons that we fight with are, are the weapons, they're not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish, say this with me, strongholds. That's what this series is all about, strongholds. Say it one more time, strongholds. So the weapons we have have the power to demolish a stronghold. Now, a stronghold is anything in your life that has gripped you. Anything in your life that, that you uh, are trapped by. Let me say it this way. Uh, for, for many of you, may, maybe you're thinking, well, I don't have any big issues in my life. I, you know, I'm, I, I don't c- uh, cuss, drink, or chew, or run with girls that get, do. You know, I'm fine. I'm, I'm good. I don't have any, I don't have any issues. Well, I want to remind you that if you say you don't have issues, that's your issue, okay? Because we all have issues. Now, um, it's that thing, a stronghold is, is the thing in your life that, that it keeps you trapped. Let me say it this way. You're going to heaven, but you're living in hell. Like your earth experience is not very good right now. Um, it's, it may be a stronghold in your mind. It may be a stronghold in your emotions or your finances, lust, or maybe it's a, an addiction. It may be a stronghold or an issue in your in habits or, or anger or your thought life. It's the thing that every year you say to yourself, this is it. I'm never going back. I'm, 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 I'm giving it up. My life is going to look different. I'll never look at that again. I'll never smoke that again. I'll never drink that again. I'll never do that again. I'll never say that This year is the year that my life is going to be different, and then just a few days into the year, you're right back in. That's a stronghold, okay? That's something in your life that's controlling you, that's keeping you in bondage, but here's what Paul says about that. He says that we have to demolish arguments, and this word argument just means rebellious idea or a rebellious attitude, so we've got to demolish The rebellious attitudes and every pretension, that's where we get the word pretend, every area in our life where we're pretending that we have it together, but we don't have it together. Every area where we're pretending that we're okay, but we're not okay. 
He says, we've got to demolish every one of those areas because they set themselves up against the knowledge of God. What's the knowledge of God? Truth. That's the knowledge of God. So we've got to demolish everything, every area where we're pretending, every rebellious attitude that's, ex- that's trying to set itself up against the truth of God, and we have to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. This is, this is the struggle that we're in. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood, the Bible tells us. See, strongholds are first uh, developed in your mind. It happens in, in your mind. And, and behind every stronghold is a lie that you've chosen to believe, maybe even subconsciously, but you've chosen to believe that rather than to believe the truth of God, okay? That's what a stronghold is. And, and the dictionary version of, of a stronghold is a prisoner locked by deception. In other words, you're not really bound up. You're just deceived into thinking you're bound up. Oh, you're, you're, you have a, there's a problem, there's a real issue, don't get me wrong, but you could be free if you wanted to. That's what it is. A, a prisoner locked by deception, living by something that is not true. That's what a stronghold is. Uh, think about it this way. I don't know if you've ever uh, heard how elephants are trained, but um, if an elephant's going to a zoo or um, you know, a circus, they'll, they'll take this infant elephant and they'll tie a heavy chain around its leg. And this, this elephant, then they drive the, the, the stake into a ground, uh, the chain into the ground. And so the, the elephant can't go very far. It has this limited mobility. And it fills this chain on its, all, of, all of its life until it, it grows to an adult. They'll take that chain off and they'll replace it with like a rope, like nothing more than a string, really. And here's this grown adult elephant that weighs thousands of pounds that could be free if it wanted to. I mean, really, all it has to do is just take off running, and it will snap that rope in two. I mean, it's not, that, it's not a big deal. But the elephant feels that little, that little rope on its leg, and it still believes that it can't be free. And here's what I'm saying to you. Some of you are living like that today. You, you, you have believed, you have convinced yourself that I'll never be able to get free from that thing. That I'll always, uh, I'm just, I just have to stay where I am. I can't grow. I can't go anywhere. I'll never be free. And I'm here to just show you today that you can be free in Jesus' name. Trying to convince you that you can be free. And if you need a resource, um, I'm going to give you a, a, a resource called um, by Beth Moore. It's her book, Praying God's Word. And the subtitle is, is Breaking Free from Spiritual Strongholds. And it's really just about praying God's word. She says in the book that a stronghold is anything that exalts itself in our minds, pretending to be bigger or more powerful than our God. That's what a stronghold is. So over the Christmas break, I watched, um, I watched a documentary on the Elizabeth Smart story. And I don't know if you remember this. Back in 2002, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Smart was 14 years old. And she was abducted from her house by knife point. This lunatic named David Mitchell, he thought he was a prophet, thought he was God, broke into their home while everybody's asleep, went to her bedroom, put his, put, put his knife to her neck and, and instructed her to get up, don't say a word. If you do, I'll kill you and I'll kill everybody here. And he led her out of the house to the Utah mountains where, where his wife was waiting for them. And they lived in a tent for nine months, all right? 
He would rape her every day. And he convinced her that if you say anything, if you call for help, if you try to escape, I will kill you or I will kill all of your family if I can't find you. And so after he convinces her that there's, like, there's no way she can be free, he gains the confidence to take her in public. He puts a veil over her face and he starts taking her to parties. He starts taking her to, um, uh, to parks. They're walking around and she's in broad daylight in front of everybody else. They go to a library on one occasion and a detective approaches her captor, David Mitchell, and begins questioning him about Elizabeth Smart. Hey, have you seen this girl? Do you know anything about her? And she's sitting right there. But she won't, she won't say anything. I mean, she has convinced herself that, that he could kill everybody in that room, but he didn't even have a weapon with him. She is feet away from her deliverance, and she could have been free, but she, she believed the lie that she could never be free. Can I just tell you, some of you are right there today. You are feet away, moments away from your deliverance. Your deliverer has come. He's standing at the door. He's ready to set you free, but you're too scared. You're afraid. And I'm just here to tell you today that God has the power to break every chain in your life. Do you believe that today? I believe it. And so know this. Know that Satan has power. The devil has power in your life but only the power you give him. I mean, he, he has no authority. He has no power except the power that you give him. And here's the thing. Every time you believe the lie of the enemy, you empower the enemy. I'm preaching better than y'all are amen. I'm just, just saying. Every time you believe the lie of the enemy, you empower the enemy. Every time you believe the lie, you give him more influence in your life. And I'm just here today to say, it's, it's time to cut the chain. It's time to cut the rope. It's time to break free in Jesus' name. Let me show you what, what, uh, how you know if you're dealing with a stronghold, okay? If you're here's how you know if you're dealing with a stronghold. In your notes, strongholds steal your focus. You're trying to live right, but you keep going back to the same thing that you don't want to do. It's stealing your focus. Everywhere you look and everywhere you turn, you keep, you're reminded by that thing and it keeps pulling you back. Number two, strongholds cause you to feel controlled. Okay? So you, you do what you don't want to do. That's a stronghold. It keeps pulling you back. Sure, it might start as a struggle. It might start as a temptation. But if you don't address it, you'll end up controlled. Uh, you begin to identify yourself as an alcoholic or a sex addict or whatever the, the, that is, you, you begin to feel controlled. Number three, it consumes your emotional energy. So you start to feel helpless and hopeless and like there's no way, I can't do this, I'll, I'll never be free. It consumes your emotional energy. Number four is it distracts you from your purpose. All right? Every one of you have a purpose we understand that. And here, here let, me, let me say this to you. I, I think that, um, I, don't, I don't think the devil minds you going to heaven. I think he's okay with that, as long as you don't take anybody else with you. I mean, if he, if he can just shut you down, if he can keep you trapped in the thing that you are enslaved to, then you'll never really amount to anything in the kingdom of God. 
Pastor Ben, that's pretty bold. What are you saying? I'm saying he knows that if he can keep you trapped and enslaved in that captivity, he knows that you, even though you might come to church, it'll always be about you. He, he knows that if you never really discover your purpose in life, then, then you won't take anybody else to heaven. See, your purpose isn't to make money and do well and sell it all or give it all away before you leave the earth. Your purpose is to get as many people to heaven as possible. That's your purpose. And he knows if he can keep you enslaved, then you'll never achieve that. So he's okay with you. Go, oh, yeah, go to church. Go to church. I'm just going to keep you in, in bondage. So. Go, go, go to church, but I'm going I'm to make sure that you never get free. Number five. <coughs> all right. Number five. It robs us, strongholds rob us of abundant life. Jesus said in John 10, 10, that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Oh, but Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And I don't want you to give up on this truth, the truth that God has more for you. See, Jesus said that the, the son, if the son sets you free, you are free how? Indeed. You're free indeed. Jesus died on the cross. He bled and died on the cross to give you freedom, to set you free. And I, I don't use the word deserve a whole lot because I just don't want an entitlement culture in my life or in, in our church. But you need to, you need to accept what Jesus, you, you deserve what Jesus died to give you. You deserve it. You need to step in. You need to accept what he did, the penalty, the payment for sin and freedom, you need to take advantage of that today. So let me show you why, why, Jesus, why Jesus died on the cross. Why did he do it? What are we hoping to get out of this message? Okay, I'm hoping that we'll come to our senses and that we'll escape from the trap of the devil. <laughs> that we'll escape from the one who's taken us captive to do his will. So how do you do it, Pastor Ben? How do you get free? How, how do you do it? Well, you got to be open and you got to go all in. But I'll, I'm going to say it this way. I, I like to say this a couple times a year, and I'm going to give you this challenge today. That if you'll give God a year of your life, how do you do it? Give him a year of your life. If you'll give, if you'll give us a year of your life at City Hope, if you'll go through the next steps that we have to offer you, if you'll jump into 21 days of prayer, if you'll go through the growth track, if you'll get in a small group, I'm telling you, your life will be changed when you begin to take off the mask. Some of you, your next step is you need to lead a small group. You need to step in and lead a marriage group or lead a, a men's group or a, a, a ladies group. You need to step in and begin to help other people get free. It's time for you to do that. If, if there's one group that I wish every one of you would go through, it's, it's the freedom group. I mean, if we, if we had one group that we could get everybody at City Hope Church to go through, I would say you need to go through freedom. And then don't just go through it one time, but keep going through it and keep going through it because, it because we're all like onions. We're all just peeling back. God's working in our lives. And all of the people who've been through freedom said a good amen, amen because they know. <laughs> they know the difference that it'll make. Give God a year of your life, and I promise you, it won't even take a year. You'll start by May. You'll start, start realizing that your life is different. I promise you that, okay? Well, let me show you. I want to show you the, um, the teaching of Jesus on, on deliverance ministry, okay? This, is, this comes from Luke chapter 11. 
And Jesus is teaching on being delivered, freedom. And he says, when a strong man, by the way, strong man is Satan, okay? When a strong man armed to the teeth stands guard in his front yard, his property is safe and sound. In other words, Jesus is saying, Satan's trying to keep you in bondage. He's, put, he's, he's guarding your life, trying to keep you in, in captivity. You need to recognize that. So when a strong man is, is guarding you, oh, you're, you're his. But Jesus says, what happens if a stronger man comes? Anybody want to guess who the stronger man is? Jesus, yeah. So a strong man, he may be guarding your life right now, but what happens when a stronger man, when Jesus comes with superior weapons, then the strong man is beaten at his own game and the arsenal that gave him so much confidence is hauled off and his precious possessions are plundered. In other words, you're going to be set free when the stronger man shows up in your life. Okay? So that's Jesus teaching on, on deliverance and on freedom. And if you would let me... If, it would be my honor to lead you into freedom this year. If you'd let me, it'd be my honor to show you those next steps. And here's the thing. It's not going to be an overnight success. In fact, it's probably going to take several months for you to really find freedom. It, it could take years. All right? In fact, it might take the rest of your life. It might take the rest of your life for God to really sanctifies and make us who he wants us to be, but it has to start somewhere. And so I want us to start today. I want us to start today. Um, if I could boil how to break strongholds down into three things, I would tell you uh, that it starts in your mind. Number one, you've got to win the war in your mind. Okay, let, let, me, let me pause here for a second. <clears throat> because there, there's this war in the world between... But between Christianity and science, okay? And, and a lot of Christians and a lot of churches would stand up and say, oh, you don't need to go to counseling. You just need to pray more, and you just need to read your Bible more, and you just need to go to 21 days of prayer, and you just need to try harder. That's what you need to do. And I would say that's not entirely accurate. And there's a lot of people in science who would say, well, what you need to do is you just need to throw church aside. God, that, that's for religious hippies. You just don't worry about that. What you need to go through is cognitive behavior discipline, right? You just need to work on making better decisions. And I would say that's not entirely true. I think you need both. I think you need the spiritual and the physical. You need the practical things in life. And so it's a mind game. I don't know, the Lord, the Lord was setting me up for this series because so many books that I read last year talked about the mind. And if you have a drinking problem, it's probably not the drink, it's probably a mind issue. If you have a pornography issue, it's probably not the porn, it's probably your mind. It, it, there's, it, it's going on there. It's, it's something that's triggering you to keep going back to that thing over and over again. And sure, there are chemical issues, I understand all of that, but you gotta win the war in your mind. It starts right here. You've got to take your thoughts back in Jesus' name. You've got to take control of the way that you think. And one of the best ways to do that is to give something up. One of the best ways to do that is to fast and pray. One of the, one of the, best, ways, one of the best things you can do is to turn your plate over and to say no to some things of the world. And this year, um, last year, I did a, a water-only fast. I drank water. That was it for 21 days. It was one of the most spiritual encounters I've ever had in my life. I'm not asking you to do that, but I'm, ask, I'm just telling you as your pastor, 
I'm going I'm to do that again this year. And I'm telling you because I want you to know I'm not standing up here telling you to do something that I'm not doing. I'm, I'm fasting for myself, for this church, for you. I'm praying that God moves in your life in a powerful way. And I believe God's going to, he, he's going to hear our prayers. But you've got to give something up. You've got to turn over the plate. You've got to win the war in your mind because you can't, win, you can't win the battle in your mind. You can't win against the enemy unless you win the battle in your mind, okay? Let, let me show it to you in Romans chapter 8. I hope I'm not losing you here, but this is so powerful, talking about winning the war in your mind. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature, okay, those who your actions are sinful actions, you keep going back to the to the pig pen. You keep going back to that thing that you don't want to do anymore. You're dominated by the sinful nature. It's because you think about those kinds of things. You're thinking about sinful things. So you think about it, therefore you do it. And because you do it, you keep thinking about it. It's a cycle. All right? But Paul says that those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, they think about things that please the Spirit. Those who, think of, th- those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, it's just because they go to church more. No. It's just because they try harder. No. It's just because they were raised a little bit different. No. It's because they think different. Is anybody with me today? Are you, are you listening? So Romans 8, it's, it's, it's about our mind. And he goes on in verse 6 and says that if the sinful nature controls your mind, if that's what you're thinking about, it's going to lead you to death. It's going to lead you to maybe not death physically, but death mentally, death spiritually, death in your marriage, death in relationships. But if the Holy Spirit controls your mind, there is life and peace. And that's why we need, that's why we need to go all in with 21 days of prayer. We, we, need, we need to change the way that we think. Romans 12, 2 says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. If you want what the world has then just keep doing what the world's doing. But Paul says, don't do that. Don't copy their behaviors. No, let God transform you. How? By changing the way you think. It starts in your mind. It starts here. God wants to transform you by the way that you think. And so I want you to write this down in your notes that I will never change my life until I change the way I think. It's, it's, it's a battlefield. There's a battle going on in my mind, and I've got to change the way that I think. So I want you to give something up. I want you to, I want you to press in over these 21 days. And number two, I want you to identify the lie. How do, we, how do we tear down strongholds? You've got to identify the lie, the stronghold, the thing that keeps you Going back, it's, it's, it's the lie that you have believed. It's, it's the, the thing that the enemy is lying to you about. You can't do without this. That makes you feel better. This is your release. This is your coping mechanism. Whatever it is, identify the lie. Now, over the next three weeks, we're going we're gonna to work on identifying the lie. And I've chosen three topics over the next three weeks, three topics that I believe are really big in our culture right now. Um, Three strongholds. One of those next week is addiction. We're going to talk about addiction. We're going to discover some things that the Bible says might surprise you about addiction. We're going to talk about it because I think, I think the church is the one place in the world we should be able to talk about those things, right? Uh, two weeks from today, 
we're going to talk about sexual strongholds. Why? Because everybody else in the world is talking about it. Uh, you can access it so easily from your phone, from, from the internet. I mean, everywhere you look, you're seeing sexuality. You're seeing str- the stronghold of, of sexual immorality, pornography, all of those things. It's everywhere, and it's in our culture, and it's ruining marriages. It's ruining, it's ruining people's relationships. It is destroying people's mind. Can I just tell you, we're going to talk about it. And if you've got guts to show up, I got guts to talk about it, Okay. And I think, I think we just need to address it. We need to talk about it. And it's going to be PG-13, so hide your kids. <laughs> take, them to, take them to kids' church because it's going to, it's going to be good. I, I believe I believe it's going to change a lot of people's lives. Um, all right. So I, w- I, want you to, I want you to know what the Bible says about Satan, and that is that he is a liar and he's the father of every lie. He's, the, he's a liar. When he lies, he's speaking his native language. You need to know that the devil can't tell you the truth. He's lying to you all the time, and he's the father of every lie. So write this down. When we expose the lie, that's when we can defeat the liar. We've got to expose the lie. And then number three, we've got to replace the lie. Now that we know what it is, replace it with God's truth. What's, what does God say about this thing? What is, what is God's word saying about this issue? And I'll go ahead and just spoil it for you. There's nothing too big for our God. Well, Pastor Ben, I've dealt with this for 32 years. It's been an issue in my life for 32 years. I'll never get free from this thing. There's nothing too hard for our God. Well, Pastor Ben, I was born this way, and she was too. It's just who we are. It's not going to change. We, we, this is just who we are, Pastor Ben. No, there's nothing too hard for our God. Well, Pastor Ben, my granddaddy dealt with it, and my daddy dealt with it, so I'm going to deal with it too. No, there's nothing too hard for our God. He's able to break any chain in our lives. Amen? I believe it. I believe it. So I want to show it to you in, in Ephesians, what we've got to do, Okay? Paul says, we've got to be strong in the Lord, okay? You can't do this on your own. If the church has told you you just need to pray harder and read more, I'm sorry. It's part of it, but it's, you need, sometimes you just need more than that. Sometimes you need a little bit more. Sometimes you need a little bit of help, okay? But you can't do it in your own power. You have to do it in his mighty power. The part of the problem with us overcoming our strongholds, we've been trying to do it ourselves. And we haven't, been, we haven't been doing it in God's mighty power. So we've got to put on the full armor of God. Why? Because you're in a war. Because you're in a battle. And you've got to take your stand against the devil's schemes. This is a word where we get our word schematic. Suskamatizo. All right? It's a, it's a schematic. The, the enemy has a schematic drawn about you. <laughs> and he's trying to, everything in his power to keep you from fulfilling the call that God has on, our, on your life. So we've got to stand in his mighty power, put on the full armor of God, and then we've got to take the sword of the spirit, which is the only offensive weapon of the armor of God. It's the sword of the spirit, which is the word of, of God. And then we've got to pray. So over these 21 days, we're going we're gonna to lean into the spiritual 100%. And we're going to lean into some practical things that'll help change our lives, that'll help us break free. 
But I need you to know this. I need you to know that over the next three weeks, we've got to dive into the Word of God. Okay? If, if you're, every, every time that you want to go back to that thing, just pull out the Word of God and begin to read it. Just begin to fill your life with what He says about you. Maybe it's that you need to change some things that you've been listening to. Maybe you need to just turn off Netflix and Disney Plus and Hulu for the next 21 days. And you really need to hear what the Lord has to say about you. You need to get in the Word and you need to pray. You need to pray. You can't do this on your own. You've got to stand in His mighty power. And I believe that if we do this, I believe, I don't know if you believe it. But I believe if we'll go all in not just for 21 days but if we'll go all in with everything we've got for the rest of our lives I believe 2022 is going to look a lot different I really do come on do you do you believe that God has the power to set people free this year it's the year of freedom it's the year that we that we break those chains that we walk in God's power and his grace for our lives amen amen hey bow your heads with me father we thank you holy spirit as you speak to us today I'm asking you, church, what's the Holy Spirit saying to you? Father, we thank you that you're speaking to us. There's no condemnation, Lord, for those who are in Christ Jesus. Lord, we may be going to heaven, but for many of us in the room today, our lives are, it's, it's like we're, we're living in a hell on earth because we're living a life that we're, we're pretending. We're pretending. We've got these rebellious arguments and these rebellious ideas in our life that we, we keep running back to those things and so God today I'm just asking would you give us your power and your strength to walk away to break free from the lies of the enemy to, to, to know the truth about lies that the enemy is nothing but a liar and he's, and he's doing everything he can to keep us in captivity Lord today we make a decision we're, that we're going to turn to you. We're going to run from the, from the, from the strongholds. We're going to run to our strong tower. Lord, your word says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to him and they are safe. We run to you today. In Jesus' name, with your head still bowed, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, Listen, you, you can't find freedom. You can't discover purpose or make a difference. The first step for you, the, the most important decision you need to make today is to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. And you need to decide. Today, I'm asking you to make a decision. I'm asking you, if you're going to win the war in your mind, it starts with a decision. Make a decision today that Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life, that I will serve him, that I will live for, for him, that I will, I will devote my life to him, that I will... I will Surrender my life to him. If you're here today and you need to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, on the count of three, I want you to boldly slip up your hand. If that's you, one, two, three. Come on, slip up your hand all across this place. I'm making Jesus the Lord of my life today. The first step of my new year is to, to, to decide to follow Jesus Christ. Come on. Thank you. I see, I see you over here. Thank you. Who else would say that's me, Pastor Ben? That's me. I'm going all in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. I am so proud of you. This is the best decision of your life. Anybody else would say that's me. I'm going all in. Today I surrender. I'm so proud of you. Thank you for your boldness and courage. You can put your hands down. And let's say this prayer together. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. I'm sorry. 
for doing things my way. I repent and I turn to you. I decide today that my life is yours. I need you. Will you be my Lord and Savior? Will you forgive me? Cleanse me? Wash me? Make me new? Give me a fresh start. And from this day forward, I will follow you and I'll serve you the best that I know how. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, let's thank God today. Let's give God praise for salvation, for decisions to follow Christ today.